He could swear he'd trimmed his fingernails yesterday, but they were long and jutting out of his fingertips, just as if he'd never cut them at all. And absolutely filthy, just crusted with indeterminate brown and black matter. Dirt, but some of it looked like blood. What happened last night, he thinks to himself. Vague memories swim in front of his eyes, but he can't seem to grab onto any of them. Bushes, trees, animals, people. He hopes they're dreams, but something tells them they may not be. And the bed beneath him felt strange, uncomfortable, not very much like a bed at all. It was wet and grassy. The sky was dark and overcast, blotting out the moon and any stars, so he just assumed that he was in a room, his room. But as he sat up and took stock of his surroundings, he realized that he was actually outside, in someone's lawn, definitely not his. He felt for his phone, but there was nothing there. In fact, he wasn't wearing any pants. Whoever's yard this was, they seemed to really like big rocks. This wasn't a house in his neighborhood. There actually was no house that he could see. But over there, a big ditch and a fence and lots of people behind the fence. They all seemed to be staring at him with intense curiosity. Children gawked, snacking on candied apples at the ends of sticks. From nearby, he heard strange grunting, growling, howling. It didn't take long for him to realize that he was in some sort of enclosure for animals. He was an exhibit. How did he get here? He got up to see what kind of animal shared this pen with him, which prompted more of a reaction from his audience than he was expecting. Children shouted and women swooned, so he instinctively walked in their direction and they all took a step back. He opened his mouth to speak to them, but instead of words, strange sounds emanated forth from his mouth. They sounded like unfamiliar moaning, almost pained. The audience began to laugh. A disgusting child with food all over his face pointed and made obscene gestures, calling him lewd names. He clutched his throat and fell down on all fours. What's happening to me, he tried to shout, but it came out as... The audience broke into hysterical laughter. Children began to applaud. They seemed delighted by his distress. Who are you people? He tried to scream, but it again erupted from him like an incoherent wail. Something between a pig and a horse, and one that was very upset. In a panic, he looked around, and his eyes fell upon those creatures that were sharing this enclosure with him. To his distress, they looked familiar. Not necessarily as a whole, but in parts. Their faces were human, but the rest of them were some sort of chimeric blend of all sorts of different things. Front legs like horses, back legs like an octopus's tentacles. Just a horrifying mishmash of various features from all across the animal kingdom. Each one a sort of living menagerie. He looked again at his hands. These weren't his hands, but some other primate. Perhaps a chimpanzee or something. Much more primal. He placed one of these foreign hands on the shoulder of another beast. When she turned around, he was taken by surprise by her large, compound eyes. The audience hooted and whistled at him, like they were watching a sitcom and the main characters were about to kiss. She flicked her proboscis at him tantalizingly. He expected to feel disgust, but somehow he didn't. Instead of revulsion, he felt drawn to her. 
He tried to rationalize himself out of it, but couldn't seem to. He licked his lips as well, and the audience went wild. But somewhere in the distance, a loud, horrifying rumble. Then another. Then another. Almost like earthquaking footsteps. He thought they may belong to one of the other animals in another enclosure, but they were much, much, much too profound. Two great legs strode over whatever was keeping the enclosure enclosed, and came to a stop in the center of the pen. This being was far larger than any of them. He looked up and had to keep looking up to find the top of it. When this being, this creature spoke, it sounded like a bellowing roar from above. Mom! Cindy's been messing with my zoo diorama again! She messed up all the creatures and made them all one thing! From the far distance miles away, he could hear a terrible response. What? What do you mean he messed up all the creatures into one creature? I don't know what that means! Before he could react, something from above grabbed him and whisked him through the air. He hurtled skyward at breakneck speed. The velocity made him lose consciousness for a brief period. When he came to, he was face to face, or whatever to whatever, with this strange creature. Soon he was in motion again at alarming speed. Look! Just look at it! said the voice. It's awful! It was surprising to hear himself talked about in such stark terms, but it was true. Whatever he was, he was awful. But not as awful as the face he was thrust into. A hot, wet wind blew over him, and he heard, Get that out of my face! Cindy! Have you been messing with your brother's zoo diorama again? Once more, devastating footsteps, and soon they were joined, these massive beings, by a third. I didn't do anything, said a horrible voice. He must have been sleepwalking again. That's not how sleepwalking works. That's not how this works. Cindy let out a frustrated sigh, which to our poor mangled protagonist sounded like the end of the world. I wish you'd stop blaming me for everything that goes wrong, she said. This petty family squabble continued, and our hero was quickly forgotten, slipping from the hand of his captor. He tumbled for what felt like minutes. How tall were these things? He had plenty of time to come to terms with his fate, accepting that he was soon to be no more. But before he hit the ground, out from his back sprouted two glorious wings, like something from a hawk or an eagle, and he glided in a beautiful arc out of what he assumed was a window and into the quiet night. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any nightmares or scary stories that you'd like to see become improvised horror, send them in to nightmares at exquisitegraveyard.com. Until next time, I've been Josh Crowley. And I've been T.R. Appleton. 
bidding you farewell from the exquisite graveyard. <laughs>